Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Level Playing Field. I'm your host, Andrew Kimball. To my right is Giggles McGee, also known as Braden. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you can hear the giggling. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> to his right is Joe. Hello. Oh, he's out of his shell today. I love it. And special guest joining us tonight to talk about this specific topic because he loves it so much. John, are we saying your last name? Sure, yeah, I don't care. John, sure, yeah, I don't care. Just nice. kidding. That is me. Look me up. I'm on Christian Mingle. <laughs> I'm on all of the major dating websites. His earring is across. So. It is. How's it going, John? It's good. How are you? You happy to be here? I am very happy to be here. What are we talking about? All the boys back together to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. And probably one, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. And one. Yeah. Maybe even a little revolver thrown in there. Yeah, because we've all played that. have not. I don't think I will be honest. Okay, nobody has. Okay, all right, we're all on the same page. That that concludes Red Dead Revolver talk. (laughs) Yeah, I know that it exists. Technically, Red Dead Redemption 1 is 2 in the trilogy. Mm -hmm. And 2 is 3. But Rockstar just kind of said, yeah, that first game doesn't count. Did they even make Revolver? <laughs> I don't... Was that a Rockstar Studios so. game? I'm pretty so. sure. Yeah. Let's yeah. go ahead and talk about how we don't know, and we're just kind of guessing. Yeah. Let's, let's we're just keep going on baseless conjecture. I'm down I love for it. it. Nobody oh, has yeah. smartphones. That's my rap name, bro. I know. There was a guy named Pig Josh in that. That's more than I know. I know the Red title. Red Harlow, Pig I think, Josh? was the main character. I don't even know what, like, the box I only know like. any of this because of Red Dead that makes 1. Sense. What? There was a DLC where in online you could get oh, all, online. The, okay. all the original say, games. I played character. DLC. It was about zombies. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, it, was a, it was an online Which was thing. It was actually really cool. Dope, the, yeah. Playing as the old skins, they were kind of fun. You got some some big guys, some I remember slim folks. You made it to max level and got the like bowl yeah. in online and we'd run around cool. terrorizing people. I think I made it to 49. So uh, close. I was like one away from, yeah. yeah. I think GTA 5 came out and that's what kind of oh, yeah. killed me. That'll it. do it. Yeah. That will do it. So for the first time on this podcast, we have a good looking guy joining us. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and another thing that looks really good. Is, is this game? Is that your game? Ooh, is it that does. your segue? You like my segue? <laughs> that was beautiful. No. <laughs> Almost as beautiful as this game. Exactly. I thought See? you were going to say as me. <laughs> John liked it because I was talking about him, but... Yeah. That's why John paused. John was hoping if you, one of if us you was going to step see, in. And... If we had a visual, I'm about as red as Dead Redemption. Jesus. Because now... <laughs> <laughs> so, this game, though, looks amazing. Probably one of the game's... Yeah, man, I can't wait for it to come out. For this. <laughs> Probably one of those games when you look back on like this generation, this like the Xbox One and the, the PlayStation 4 generation, it's going to be one of those standout, can't believe they made it work on those consoles kind of games. And it's been out for over a year now, almost a year. Almost a almost year. Almost a year. And I mean, recently they did the announce, like, they announced the release date for The Last of Us 2, and a lot of people are praising how good that game looks. But honestly, and I'd have to probably look at them side by side. I think Red Dead looked better, but I played was, it on the Xbox One X, and these people are all used to their PS4s. So. Is Last of Us 2 kind of aimed toward the One X? or No, it's a one? PlayStation it's 4 a PlayStation exclusive. Oh, okay. So okay. it, and it will probably be like, 
one of the last games on this generation, okay. like a swan song and like a definite re-release on next gen consoles. Cause yeah. they haven't, well, I guess Xbox announced that project Scarlet will be released holiday next year. Right. Yeah. But yeah, PlayStation hasn't officially E3 announced reveal. their release date, but speculation is next gen is next Christmas time, like next holiday season. Okay. So like cyberpunk last of us, uh, you got death stranding, these are kind of like the swan songs and the games that are most likely going to pull a GTA five and be re-released with right. some bonus features and looking prettier on well, even next then, gen. It was GTA five was on three sixty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it went even, so 360 you think it's just going to keep going probably. Well, no, I'm saying or for in the, similar fashion. Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, GTA five probably will get reported again because online yeah, is still kicking. They make yeah. so much money. For I, yeah. Online. I would say, I would say that it keeps going, but yeah, the, the world building and the, and the graphics and, and everything in, in Red Dead two, that's probably one of the, that's the first thing, obviously that kind of just floored me when I started playing it. You're walking through the snow and like the yeah, prints stay right. there and you're dragging it. I mean, it just. Yeah. I played on a, on a One X. You guys all played on base consoles, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was almost yeah. jarring, like the first it hour really of that was. game. You're especially coming from other Rockstar titles that are a little more fast paced than that. Oh, and you're yeah. just like dragging. That's the your reason feet. Red Dead Two was so divisive. Yeah, a lot of you're people dragging didn't like the your feet through right. the snow. But once you like get out of the snowy mountain area and you start to really just get into it, it becomes normal pacing to you, and then it's really enjoyable. Right. Well, even th- I don't think I would have had the initial experience be any other way because it is for people who hadn't played the previous Red Dead. It's kind of letting them figure out how to use the controls for that game. Granted, yeah. they were different from the original, yeah. but you're kind. Of, it's the tutorial phase, so it's slow paced. But but it's also like a six hour long tutorial, for which right, is right. you know excessive yeah. compared which, to. I mean. Yeah, it's excessive in the context of a tutorial. It fits in the, the context narrative of perfectly. other games, like say Spider Man or something like that, where it's more of a 20, 25 hour, like Tomb Raider, that kind of experience. Yeah. It was excessive, but considering that the story alone of Red Dead took like 60 hours. Yeah. I mean, that the percentage yeah. of that that was tutorial wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't it was, that much. And it was, <clears throat> it fit the narrative and it made sense for that game. But just spending that much time in the, just the, and it, yeah. I think it was a good prologue, a good thing for them to do in the in the fact that it was like, get ready because the rest of the game is like this, right? Like if yeah. you're used to Call of Duty, you know, just blasting through, going crazy, running through the levels, that's not this game. You right. got to get your mind right. This is kind of like, kind of like playing a Souls game, but not in difficulty or gameplay, but just kind of like when you play a Souls game, you have to be in that mindset. You're like, this is the type of game yeah, I'm playing right now. It, yeah, it's a marathon, not a it sprint. It demands 100% of your attention, too. It's right. fully immersive. You're not going to be checking your Twitter while you're and I think playing it. it. One, the people that were in for it, like all of us, it worked, and it was like, yeah, great experience. We saw it through to the end. A lot of people checked out after like 10, 15 hours. They're like, man, this game is so slow. Never opens up. I'm not doing anything. I don't like Arthur as a character. I'm done. It's like they miss the whole like turning point for Arthur as a character, the story arc. They miss all that stuff that it's all building towards right. because they checked out. They're, they're like, this is too long. It's not 
it's not progressing how I want well, it to. This style of gameplay isn't meant for people like that. I really no, like. I don't right. think they're bad for not liking no. it, but I also don't think they should feel entitled to play the game if they're gonna. But it does. It just kind it of like frustrates that. me on like I don't know some level where it's where I really want everyone to experience right because it's such a piece yeah. of art. Yeah, the game. Yeah, I think a lot of that comes from the sentiment of the first game, though. Like, yeah. Red Dead One was arguably. And still to this day, probably one of my favorite games I've ever played. Like, definitely I think top. Game three. Informer gave it the the game of that generation. Like, it was right. their yeah. top game of that console right. generation. So, going from that and knowing that that kind of storyline and character development was right. going you knew to what happen. Was in store. Right, I, but Red yeah. Dead Two is slower than Red Dead One. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. and that a lot slower. Red Dead One is also a product of its era too. Like video games in general were faster paced. Well, we can kind of jump off that a little bit. That's another, probably the other, like second biggest complaint I heard about Red Dead 2 from people that didn't enjoy it is Rockstar, it was like on one hand, they were growing and changing things up drastically, like trying to make it realistic and the world building was crazy and it was the best looking game people had ever seen. But on the other hand, most of the missions are shootouts and the formula of how you play a Rockstar game hasn't changed in how long you still right. tap A to run, which right. nobody else does. And so in that kind like it was kind of this divide and half the game is stuck in Rockstar's archaic game design and the other half they were trying to push boundaries and grow and do yeah. things different. Yeah. And I, for me, I, I, I mean I enjoyed it. I liked that. it. But that was another complaint I heard that people who didn't enjoy it as much would bring up. That's true. The missions I I see I can understand that argument i like the gunplay in the game so it didn't yeah, bother me the gunplay is a lot of fun but, but probably but one of the missions like the missions that stand out that people like are going on the the, the boat and like gambling and being yeah, in the sky and fishing, that ends in a shootout but fishing with jack fishing with jack or yeah. drinking with lenny was like yeah probably the one mission that every very learned. iconic right? so unique yeah. uh i feel like i forgot to mention this in the beginning and maybe i'll record just a little soundbite beforehand but if not we're going to spoil the crap out of this game. And it'll be in the title. It's going to be called a spoiler cast. But just a heads up, I don't think that we've really done it yet, spoiled anything about the story. We got a spoiler cast, a year old game. Yes. John Marston dies. Yes. And we're going to spoil <laughs> the, the first the game. FBI too. catches up with him and he dies. But just a heads up. Yes, Joe, we do. Damn. Okay. We don't have to. Wait, have you not finished the game of course i finished the game oh. <laughs> no, i was just kind of questioning the like do you really got to give a big spoiler disclaimer for he's a just game being sold he's I being a lot saying, less considerate than i am which is unusual huh. <laughs> 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 had to stop drinking just to make that hot anyways yes this is a spoiler cast we're gonna ruin the story for you so if that bothers you come back once you beat the game Snape kills dumbledore i think i said that in the last spoiler cast too so you read the wrong book then yeah. in the real book dumbledore kills snape wait for real what book yeah. did you read really yeah harry potter's actually gay anyways whoa <laughs> like the character's homosexual yeah he is oh, jenny's well. just a cover-up oh the jenny beard savage so nice we touched on graphics and before we dive too deep in like stories and character arcs and some of the other stuff i want to talk about let's talk about that soundtrack hmm Beautiful. This game was praised for its soundtrack. If you watch the Game Awards, they did a live 
performance of the Stand Unbroken song mm-hmm. gave me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Super good. I have the soundtrack downloaded on my phone, but I can't really listen to it in the car because my wife is like, why are we listening to this dumb crap? <laughs> I thought she loved country music. <laughs> because I'm angstily well, driving it's down not, the it's beach. It's not really country. Like half yeah. the tracks are, make more sense in a game because it's like ambiance and it's stuff. It's a score. Yeah, it's yeah. not, not, not a lot of country music album. <laughs> yeah, but the, I mean, the Willie Nelson song is good. That's a great song. That's one that of my, I, I like song. riding on my horse to yeah. that song. Oh, like, yeah. It's fantastic. So what do you guys think of the soundtrack? Did you notice it as you were playing? Did it stand out as this is? I mean, this is good. It, it fits really well. It's sound, sound and ambiance are like one of the key flavors to an immersive experience. So right. I don't know if I like noticed But sometimes it the quality of it is outstanding. Stands out as right. opposed to like, okay, this is serviceable. You I know? can't say that I like, I noticed it explicitly on its own and was right. like, wow, that's so great. But it, I mean, obviously they did a wonderful job because I I really didn't notice it unless it was a part of a cutscene or something where they're playing music. And what it, it made sense. I think what I noticed the most is you remember in Red Dead One when you get to Mexico and you're just riding oh, to that yeah. first objective and like a song with lyrics comes on and it was just a really cool moment. You hadn't really experienced right. that too much in games yeah. up to that point. I feel like they tried to recapture that magic a couple times in Red Dead Two and it didn't hit quite as hard because you know, you can't do the same thing twice and it worked quite as well. The Willie Nelson song and the Stand Unbroken song, those those really worked. Those songs I really liked. I can't remember. I remember when the Willie Nelson song was. I don't exactly was remember there, when the other one was. I can't they remember. They did it like three or four times. Right. Right after you too. walk, <clears throat> right after Arthur leaves the doctor's office when he mm-hmm. finds out he has, uh, what is it, bronchitis? No. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, yeah. Bronchitis. <laughs> I got bronchitis. Uh, when he finds out he has TB and he's walking through the streets of the uh, New Orleans town and... Saint Denis. Yeah, Saint Denis. Thank you. And uh, he's like tripping, remembering things from his past mm. and like, he's seeing like whether if you had like good honor or bad honor, you were seeing the, different the deer hallucinations, the like, hallucinations and stuff. Oh, I didn't What's, even know was that there was there a song playing? Yeah, we'll, for we'll that? touch on that when we get to the ending discussion. Was there a song in that sequence, or was it just pure? I can't remember. No, I, I think, think it was kind of ethereal music. Yeah, most yeah. of the song songs were when you were riding from one place to another, but something right. heavy had just happened. So right. there's one like when Lenny when you dies. get when you're yeah, well, and when you're riding back at the end, and you know, hey, I'm about to confront Dutch, right? And when I want to say that. That might have been unbroken. That might have been unbroken. Yeah. And the God, Willie Nelson game. song was that as was that in the epilogue? That was. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I I think honestly in Red Dead 1 actually one of my favorite moments was where you're riding back to your homestead and it's a Jose Gonzalez song starts playing but it's like really cool oh. nylon string guitar oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but it was perfect. It I remember Red Dead 1, the soundtrack beautiful. kind of standing out to me, just in how simplistic it was. Right. Like, you're just... Not, it was very spaghetti western. Yeah, too. not those moments mm-hmm. where it's playing... Like, those moments stood out as memorable, but just when you're running around the world or you're doing stuff, it's just like... 
that one strum, right? And then they'd hold it out, and then the like really that one high twang. vibrato note, yeah. yeah and then oh, it just great, and it just and it changed where you were. Like in Mexico, there was more like kind of horns and that right. kind of Mexican flavor. And they would do the like the like shaking maracas. maracas. He has like a maraca and kind stuff, of like yeah. a rattling sound with yeah. the note too. And then when know? you went back into America, it was a little bit more like twangy i think they did kind of capture that in red dead 2 as far as it it was less noticeable but if you were up in like the uh like this i can't remember what they called it but it was like the salem area um like in the northeast of the map yeah that whole area when you're riding through the woods there it had a very eerie feel. Mm, yeah. Everything, whether you right. realized it or not, you were just. And kind I kind of, of felt that too when you're in the yeah. swamps, especially right. if you were like yeah. in a boat on the right. water and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which, right. whether you really notice it or not, I think the music played a huge. That role was the area with the, like cannibal feeling. rednecks, right? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like Braden said: if the soundtrack's doing its job, you're feeling it without noticing it, right? Yeah, like you're saying, even if you don't notice it, it's making you feel it because. Ambiance and music and sound effects and stuff play a huge part in how you feel in the game. Because I think that the the visual design lended itself to that too. Obviously, because that feeling of uneasiness that John's talking about, the actual color of the environment would change when you went into that area. It would get it to this weird, like a darker green. It was like a gray. dark, like putrid green kind yeah. of haze would come over the screen, and it just felt. You felt like you were in an area where people were watching you, like you're being right. stared at and you couldn't see the eyes. So, yeah, uh, just kind of my point, I guess, is that the yeah. visual Which even that kind of comes too. back to the graphics topic in general. Is yeah. They captured it perfectly. I mean, even when you go back to New Austin and you know that that whole area is pre Red Dead 1. Mm hmm. It just feels empty and dusty and just scorching. Like whether you're, you, you can't yeah. feel the temperature of it, but it looks like it's hot there. It was captured yeah. perfectly. Yep. And how they did weapons and stuff, how, you know, he would hold his rifle as he walks and, and, or a shotgun would be on his back. Like they sh- did their best to show where your equipment was on your character. And that was kind of something they carried over from uh, Mad Max or not Mad Max, Max Payne three. Yeah. That they did, which is a game that I really hope they make backwards compatible or port at some point. Cause I really want to replay it, but I actually borrowed that game from you. That was a great game. That was really, yeah, it was a lot of a linear rockstar game. Yeah. Done really well. Yeah. Yeah. But they, that was kind of where they started the whole, if Mad Max has a, a shotgun and a pistol, and you're using the pistol, he's holding the shotgun right. in his left hand down by his side. You know, it doesn't disappear into right. the invisible <laughs> backpack. Right. He doesn't quite pull it out yeah. of his ass. Like Red or uh Grand Theft Auto. You know, your character has Yeah, you just pull a minigun. Fifteen out of your guns, head. Yeah. yeah, and one of them's like just freaking in one RPG. Yeah, and you just pull three it out. different shotguns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The so, magical wheel, the Mary Poppins wheel of guns. Yeah. <clears throat> that was another really cool thing I liked about Red Dead 2 is they implemented like your horse not only was one of your only means of transportation. Right. It was hard to fast travel in that game. 
but you had to choose very wisely what guns you were getting off of your horse before you were going into your gunfight. And yep. again, your horse could die if could you bring die. it along with it. So you got to really and you couldn't about whistle it across the map. Like you had to keep right. track of where it was. Mm-hmm. Make sure it followed you if you did take a stagecoach or something. Yeah. I don't know. Did y'all ever get stuck anywhere with a dead horse and just your saddle? Not just my saddle. I did. I didn't get stuck with a dead horse. I did get stuck. And I think it was a story mission where you get dropped off somewhere and you're just like stuck out wherever you ended up at the end. And it's like you either steal a horse from something or you just like run to the nearest fast traveler nearest camp and i think that's what i did and it took forever but it's like man this game is so realistic i remember (laughs) at one point i uh i was doing a mission where i was chasing these two guys who robbed a train you remember that because you and your posse are like riding near train tracks to go somewhere and while it's happening a train rolls by and other people show up and rob it if Mm. i remember correctly and so as a way to like pretend to be the heroes you go chase them and oh right my horse died in that like he got hit by the train (laughs) and uh so the mission ends and i'm just i'm like where's my horse i keep whistling for it and it's not coming no scrawny nag for you (laughs) and i see i see a uh the little saddle envelope on my minimap, and I'm like, shit. And so then I walk down the railroad tracks, and my horse is just like splayed out next to the yep. tracks, just dead as shit. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah, and that was <laughs> right there. That was my main horse from the beginning of the game, too. Yeah. Like, and I was Ooh, a good two thirds through the story. Oh, no. But you didn't reload like, a save. You just rolled I had on. max yeah. bond with it. Yeah, no, I just rolled with it. And then I got one of the little tiny horses that has really good stats. I forget what they're so, called. The Arabians. Yeah, an Arabian. That's actually what I had one too. of my first times exploring the new Austin area in the new game. I went back there and it was like right after I got out of Tumbleweed, my horse got shot by some random guy I got in a gunfight with. And I was all the way out there Mm. and it was getting dark and you can hear like panthers or wolves or whatever wildlife is out there. And I'm just Mm. walking around with the saddle over my shoulder, (laughs) hoping some (laughs) random guy is going to ride by that I can... Steal shoot horse. him and take his horse, <laughs> which yeah. it happened. I'm having a bad day, but you're about to have a worse day. <laughs> yeah. So, but then it it got even deeper than that when you realize you can't just walk up to some random person's horse and take it. Because I tried to walk up and take his saddle off, mm. and it ended up sidekicking me, and I think I died actually. But it was <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I didn't even think about that being a mechanic and until like, I was God, in I that position. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, that reminds me of I ran like I rode up on a random encounter where this guy was trying to get his horse to calm down and it just kicked him and killed him yeah. in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah, and that was it off. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, and I was, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit! So I chased it down, and that ended up being the horse that I rode with until it died by oh, getting hit by a train. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. that horse that killed its previous owner. I like tamed it and made it my horse. It was so a, a brown mare. You guys are talking about like a lot of little stories that you just experienced in your playthroughs of the game, but let's talk about the main story, the overall story. Let's talk about the the story as a whole, but also how the story was presented and structured in a lot of ways. It, this mm-hmm. game was different in how you didn't know if you're about to walk up on a little rinky dink side mission or if it was going to trigger some big mission right. that would actually move the plot along. So Joe, 
What are your thoughts on the story? Could have been five hours shorter. Damn it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> We're all over here sucking off the, I know, I'm like, <laughs> the producers. The I'm like bringing in Could Joe. I'm like, come on, bring him back into the conversation and his... Well, what he wants to say is, is the contrary. I mean, there parts. We have to have one voice of reason. I'd say parts. But, of, parts of me agree with you that there, yeah, they there could have trimmed particularly, it. Particularly, but I was so into the experience that I didn't. I care. think it was when you're the Guarma thing. I could have done without, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that See, was okay. Yeah. But then I've also heard that that was supposed to be a way bigger part of the game. It was supposed to be another. 10 plus hours yeah, I that think you were that on seems more. like it was supposed to be more also they've said that there was supposed to be a like one or two more love interests for arthur really that he could i remember reading about that do, but they ended up yeah. cutting them and just doing the one like storyline yeah. with whatever her name was i can't remember it's like annie or something i was gonna say beth mary, or mary. mary mary sounds, sounds right yeah. yeah mary i'm thinking Is abigail because that's john's no i think it was just mary i think, I think that's, john's your, right. that's yours yeah yeah. Your love interest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think I mean Guarma. I thought Guarma was cool, but but Guarma is like halfway been a lot through. Cooler if it had been more of an impactful part if it was of the storyline. It was like, right. hey, you're here because I think I, I want to say they originally said there were going to be about ten story missions on the island. I, I see. I don't yeah. even know if I would have liked that. I kind of wanted to. I like. I had been taking my time moseying yeah. on through the game right. and then i got there and i was like all right let's just get this shit done yeah. and then yeah. got back, back and i was like real. okay here we go yeah yeah, yeah it felt like a weird sidetrack i don't know if it was supposed matter. to be like a palate cleanser or like an intermission where it was like here's something a little different to kind of shake things up i'm not sure exactly what that was but joe why do you think it could have been five hours shorter the section where your camp is set up in that kind of like louisiana area shady bell was that it? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Shady, Shady Bell was the mansion, I think, that was ran by the rebels. Oh, the camp over there. Like but so, but the, 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 the camp and then when you're in the mansion, okay. that kind of that, that general area okay. of the map. Um, the missions kind of got formulaic. Yeah. You know, it would be kind of like Dutch is like, I have a plan. <laughs> All and goes to shit. You go, <laughs> and you go into San Denis. And it goes to shit, and you get in a shootout, and then you yeah. come back. God, I have a plan. God damn it. <laughs> you gotta have a little faith, Arthur. <laughs> God damn it, Dutch. And so there was, there was a point at which you're just kind of like, okay, I get it. Right. Yeah. And they were chaining together just a few too many of those, like, just shootout missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's that this year's kind of, it just felt like filler. Yeah, they definitely beat you over the head with the whole Dutch is losing his grasp part of it right. too. Whereas, like, I just follow the plan, Arthur, right. and like by the end of it, it's like, okay, we get it. Dutch is insane. Like, right. I think that was very necessary coming from playing the first Red Dead. Yeah, Redemption. it definitely that gave context. All you see of him is crazy Dutch. Yeah, he's yeah. insane. Yeah, you do need to understand that he was once a very charismatic, right. capable leader. And I think they did that very well. I mean, one of my favorite things about the whole storyline was I knew exactly where it picked up. Mm-hmm. I knew that John was going to be the kind of loner. He was going to hunt down the gang. He was going to kill all of them. 
but you don't know how it gets there. And I think they did a great job of surprising you at every step. Right. It's hard to do a prequel well when you know how it ends, essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they did a good job. Let's talk about the story arc of the whole game, just kind of from like a bird's eye view real quick. So you, you start as Arthur, and, and he kind of seems like just this grunt, right? This this yes man but like you have the choice in the beginning to beat that dude to death or let him go or whatever mm-hmm. but a lot of the missions and i think this is why some people didn't really care for the game and see it through to the end is they give you this illusion of choice but in the beginning arthur's doing what arthur is trained to do or wants to do there's no choice like he's you don't like him i didn't like him as a character at first right and it takes probably a little bit before you get sick but Definitely the sickness kind of kicks, like puts things into perspective for him where all of a sudden he's trying to make amends before his time on earth is done, you know? And then, then you really start to see that rock star storytelling kind of kick in and, and see Arthur as a character. And by the end, I liked Arthur better than John. And I mean, John from the first game, because right. I liked Arthur better than John in this game immediately. John Marston yeah. sucked in and read that too. But yeah, he was kind of annoying. So, so then you you're you're being bad, and you're going along with all Dutch's shit, and then then yeah, after the after you get back from Guarma, right? That's when you collapse, and you find yeah, out I that you're sick. I'm pretty sure. Well, no, I think it was right after you get back. I don't remember. He the, is really he's in rough shape when he's he on feels shitty, Guarma, but he doesn't know why. Right. Like I think you yeah. collapse in right. the street okay. when you get back. Because at that's, the very beginning yeah, of the game, you have a very light cough. Like you will randomly just go, right. you know, and then move on. But the well, cough after progresses. The guy coughs in your mouth. Yeah, and that's and another crazy thing the about right. the game and the story is like it was just a little side bounty mission, right? That kills you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about doing another playthrough and seeing if you could avoid it, but I don't. You can't. But the way they present it is like you're just doing. Go pick up this money. You're just Just, doing this little side thing. thing. And those were some of the missions where it's like I don't like Arthur as a character because he's going up there and he's beating these people and just like I don't give a care. I don't care about your problems. Give me my money. You shouldn't have borrowed from us. Whatever. It's like no empathy whatsoever. What's going on? And but that's all for the payoff in the end you know and and i think if they had made a more linear game and it wasn't they didn't give you the illusion of choice right out the gate that would have been more clear but i think a lot of people thought why can't i make arthur my arthur you know right yeah i think that was the biggest point for me at least where i really thought that i at that certain point i didn't have a choice because you don't have a choice right but you don't just and like beat the tar out of this yeah the first few guy. hours it's like you just do what the game tells you right. to and then it's later on where the the honor system and stuff kind of kicks in where you can decide if you want to be you know good or evil essentially mm-hmm. and that kind of affects your ending which we'll get to in a little bit and so yeah you guys were were touching on on dutch and his descent into madness and a lot of people say like dutch is the real uh, he's the real like character study of the game. He's he's the main. It's almost kind of his game, yeah, even though you're playing it's as a game Arthur of, about him from a different perspective. Right. Right. He's one of very few people that survives until the end of Red Dead One. Yeah, yeah. he's there. 
through the whole Red Dead 2 game up until yeah. the very end. Granted, you don't see him until the very, very end of Red Dead 1. And then, but you know that he's even this even at the end, he doesn't let John kill him, and yeah, does yeah, he it walks himself. off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. I think I was talking about how they beat you over the head with Dutch losing his grip, and I don't, I don't think that was done for the players' sake, where they're like, "Look, Dutch is going crazy. Look, Dutch is going crazy." I think it was done for the dynamic between him and Arthur, because Arthur. Right throughout the whole story is lying to himself about Dutch, especially because right, Dutch is like a father. Yeah. Cause as him. Dutch starts to slide, he's like, Oh, he'll rebound. It's no big deal. You know, we'll get through he this rough patch sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And then once you get tuberculosis and you start to really like contextualize your existence and all of the things you grew up with and, um, how Dutch truly is becoming crazy. And you can, I mean, it gets Arth- more apparent, right? Arthur kind of, he's yeah. Like you said, he's lying to himself. He sees it. Yeah, and everything that happens, every failed attempt, every crew, yeah. like every, every member I got of your a gang, plan, Arthur. That well, and every member of your gang that you love dying, dying. Yeah, it's like people are just slowly getting picked off as the game goes and on. And then people try to run away, and you see how Dutch reacts to that. And you're and like, then he, why are you reacting? Like he let he's he leaves John to rot like two or three times, and yep. John's supposed to be like his other son, like John and Arthur were like right, brothers. Arthur they were both a lot of John in himself. Well, he just sees that they're they're on the same pedestal for Dutch, or they were for a long time. They're right. both taken in by him, kind of raised by him. Yeah. So it's that if he's willing to treat John, this yeah. Way, and so if he's willing to leave John in that prison way. to rot, and then when he gets shot during yeah. that train robbery and falls off his horse, and Dutch says, "Oh well, it's too bad," you know. Yeah, yeah. Arthur's like, "Okay, so he doesn't care about us. If he doesn't yeah. care about and me and John, see that yeah, in yeah. the episode or the mission, and then with, this whole is it falling rain rhetoric about." Yeah, and, and he you're about you to there. get stabbed. Yeah, and, and he walks just away. walks off. Oh yeah. man, I've yeah. never been so heated at a video game in my <laughs> yeah, entire life. Well, that's his true. whole Black <laughs> Ops, Black <laughs> Ops days. Well, that was rough. I would yell at his the TV, whole like but. family rhetoric crumbles around you, and you realize it. And there's you know, something to be said for to there's something to be said for Dutch, and especially like these days, the whole. Yeah, he is suffering from some sort of mental illness or mental instability. I mean, he definitely has a narcissistic and so tendencies for right. sure. You don't like him as a character, but then you really hate Micah. Oh yeah. Micah's a piece of shit yeah. because <laughs> fuck that straight guy. Up. Micah <laughs> We're all thinking he's it. a psychopath. He, he takes pleasure in murdering people. Well like that him. and and he's just a coward. Right. He's and he two-faced. chases the money and, and yeah. so but it really pisses you off is how Dutch sides with him yeah. over Arthur and John. Right. And when you flat out know that Micah was the rat. And I mean, yeah. as a player, you kind of know that the whole time, or at least right. there's a certain point where you're like, I hate Micah and it feels yeah. like they're setting him up to be the bad guy because you know, Dutch doesn't die yeah. in this game. Somebody has to be the other bad guy. Right. Cause you know? Dutch's whole, his whole rhetoric is that, you know, we're bad, but we're sticking it to the man. And every mm-hmm. bad thing we do is because kind we're, of a, Robin we're a family thing, right. and we're protecting the people, the common folk. And Arthur looks at the way he treats Micah and how Micah just kills people for fun and because he wants money. And, yeah, and when that, you bust him out of prison and yeah, a strawberry Arthur's like, and he just oh, like yeah. shoots up the town. Yeah, Arthur, like, what the hell? Arthur's whole thing is, you know, the shitty things I do are to protect my family or to keep us safe you know those right. kinds of things if i'm killing someone it's in defense 
you know what I mean? Or like if we're robbing something because we need the money to escape, right. whatever. And that is a very <clears throat> common trend with it. Like even at the point where you are beating up that farmer guy and getting yeah. the money from him. Yeah. I mean, I was going watching it and I was like, damn, that really sucks. Arthur that is sucks, a true gray character. He is doing it. Because his motivations make like, sense. But Micah's actions are just unwarranted and violent and right. psychopathic. So, yeah. They'd... And so when you, as Arthur and from Arthur's perspective, you see your perception of Dutch's belief system become a lie because he is siding with Micah and that right. doesn't reinforce the actions that Arthur is taking. So, so yeah, yeah they, they Rockstar did a good job writing Micah and making him that character that you really, hate. Really hateable. And really piss you off yeah. in that final fight when you're like, I just want to push him yeah. off this cliff, but if I was at full health, <laughs> I'm, right, exactly. I'm dying, lungs. <laughs> literally dying right now, and I can't, and it's so frustrating. A quick aside, something I thought about when you were talking about collecting money for the camp. That was another disconnect between gameplay and narrative, because what, about 50% of the way through the game, your Arthur character is loaded, yeah, and you've maxed out the camp, and you're like, right. yeah, and, and Dutch is like, we just need some more yeah, money. He's like, I just need money. You're like, well, here. Yeah, here's yeah, five thousand dollars. Yeah, here's six thousand dollars. <laughs> we can go to Aruba now. And that, yeah. I mean, that's something they could have tweaked and patched and maybe made a little bit more realistic. But they want, I, I think, they want the player to have that bit of flexibility to go dress Arthur how they want and yeah, know, make yeah. Which gamify it a little I bit. Definitely customized the shit out of every single gun I had. Oh, I, as Arthur. Yeah, so Arthur your Arthur's got fits. like all these gold-plated guns with decals and right. stuff, and Dutch is like, I don't know where all our money's going. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and Arthur's like, I don't know, boss. <laughs> the Big Valley Hat, or I think is what it's called, the Big Valley Hat, the, something like that. It was like the real wide, round brim hat. Right. That so like how about that beard-growing mechanic? That it's was pretty cool. awesome. I thought it was cool. I thought yeah. it was cool too. I also yeah. liked the beard tonic. I don't know if you guys yeah, used right. that. Yeah. Yep. Where it I would mean, only get to a certain point and, and then, then you, you had could to boost have the tonic, it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it like there were parts there were times where I was frustrated because I wanted a certain beard and it's okay. Well, I either sleep a bunch of days right. or I wait or whatever. Right. But I I mean I, that was one I like one of the silly things I liked in The Witcher too, where even though you yeah. could get a, a haircut and make your beard grow or whatever, if you just had like a clean shaven face yeah. I over say, time your beard grew coming in. from the witcher that mechanic felt completely natural it didn't yeah, seem it was weird fine. to me at all it was it was cool oh, See, i so, never yeah i never played the witcher well get off my podcast no i'm just kidding. sorry <laughs> i was gonna say every <laughs> if episode, you think we love red dead <laughs> every episode we take five minutes out to just, i know i was just gonna just say all the, the episodes that i've listened to were we, we easily, have to talk about the witcher 3, 20 yeah. minutes yeah. Yeah. i'm probably well I'm definitely going to get a Witcher tattoo. I just don't know if it's going to be my entire <laughs> back probably, or... Yeah. Definitely. I'm, yeah. <laughs> just put it on my face. You know, I'm going to put a wolf school <laughs> tattoo. So I kind face. of... I have, as a talking point, I have characters listed, but we've kind of been doing that organically as we go. Were there any, like, side characters or, or characters that weren't Arthur, John, or Dutch that, like, stood out or where their death was really, like, impactful? Lenny, man. Lenny's death sucked, but I would have to say, what what was Arthur's partner's name like from the beginning? Was it Jonah? No. I just played Tomb Raider, and Jonah's your best friend. The other old guy. 
Oh, the guy oh, who claims he has Hosea. Hosea. He's like right. the voice of reason, uh, right? Yeah. He's that, he yeah, kind of that one hurt. That's something we completely forgot about because he is a definitely a guiding force. He to balances Dutch's out Dutch, right? right? Yeah. So he's Dutch. Up there. Yeah, Dutch has all the crazy ideas and the things that probably are keeping the gang going as far as money and you know taking risks, motivations, that, and pushing well, yeah, and them. like if you don't do anything or take risks, you're just gonna get stagnant and you're just gonna. Yeah you're going to end up just falling apart or whatever. But Hosea is like the yin to his yang. He, you know, keeps them on the straight path, makes sure they're not doing anything too crazy, comes up with plans that he thinks are actually smart. And, you know, in the past they were. That was kind of the turning point for the gang was when they tried to pit those two families against each other. And they thought they were so smart. And then turns out the families knew what they were doing and just like mm-hmm. hosed them all. And I think that would have been a wake-up call for Hosea if he had lived longer. Mm -hmm. But Dutch just saw that as, oh, it's just another bad thing. You know, the universe has it out for us, but we'll get it next time kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas Hosea probably would have seen like, oh, maybe we're not as smart as we think. Maybe we're getting rusty, you know, which is what happened. They thought they could roll into this town. They thought everybody was idiots. And and I kind of felt that as a player. I was like, there's a bunch of bumpkins. We're just doing, no, I felt like, this is going to end badly. Oh, right. Like, yeah, this town but is, that's because com- you have Jose's perspective still fresh, you know, cause you're seeing the way he looked at situations before. No, and then that was his in. plan. Oh, that was his plan. Him and Dutch, I thought he died before No, that. him and he died right after he dies uh, in San Denis when you okay. leave the families and go there. So he and Dutch together, they, you roll up uh, in this town and they're okay. both like, Hey, there's a family feud here we can play. Right, They're right. both wealthy. Well, and I think, Let's pit them against each other. I think other. that idea isn't necessarily like it's isn't bad just as an idea, but the it obviously did not execute well. Well, no, and these strangers roll up into town and the same character and group of characters are helping this one family mm-hmm. and then screwing the other one, then helping the family they just screwed and then yeah. screwing the other one. Yeah. You don't think these people remember faces? There's yeah. like 15 it's people in this town. <laughs> it's made of two families. Anonymity <laughs> is uh, not a luxury there, or is a luxury there. The but late 1800s. Would I would have, have to say. a very different story for that scenario, though, without, you know, text messaging. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just have to describe the guy. Oh, yeah, some guy, yeah. gang of folks. One of them had a beard. That's right. Everybody. There was a, he was wearing a flannel shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But going back to characters, probably some of the standout characters are the ones that side with you in the end and live and uh, like Sadie. Mm-hmm. This little damsel in distress you rescue in the beginning turns out to be this badass. She turns in the into end. a yeah. probably deranged killer. Yeah. And she has <laughs> some, her voice is kind of annoying when she's like yeah. screaming and stuff. Well, but hi there. John, so <laughs> but she's cracking and like she was really cool. Uh, who is the like the half Indian guy on your crew? What was his name? Um, Charles. Charles. Charles, yeah. Charles was. I liked Charles. Charles was awesome, and I think he lived to the end and just yeah. left. Charles so, was, yeah, because he was there. He built John's. Yeah, house. he was helping with uh, the, the house. Mm-hmm. And Charles was up going on. Um, Arthur's Hosea, I think. He yeah, kind of balanced dynamic. him out. He yeah. was a very level-headed. 
calm person who was like, Arthur, you know, this plan Dutch is doing is not going to work. You know, Arthur, you need to, th- you know, and he was always reinforcing positive and right. like logical thinking to Arthur, even when Arthur was like, but it's Dutch and I'm loyal to Dutch. And it's like, yeah, but it doesn't matter, Arthur, because what Dutch is doing is wrong. And so I think, yeah, they definitely The other thing about, about Charles is, whereas Jose was kind of like the brains and Dutch was the brawn, Charles was brawn too. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, when you meet back up with him, he's in like a fight club. Yeah. And he's just like, dude's (laughs) built huge, you know, knocking him down. Yeah. He, he was probably one of the, he was, I think less brains and more moral compass for Arthur, but right. He definitely still was. But he could like back a, it up yeah, with his. He was a logical thinker and he yeah. was, he stood by his beliefs too, which right. is important. Another thing I was going to mention earlier when you were talking about Hosea's death, that seemed to be the turning point in the game where Dutch just spirals out of control mm-hmm. right after he dies yeah. and you have that logical thinking there. Yep. There's no one to it, keep him it in was check. Just Andy was probably grieving. Exponentially. Yeah. It was crazy and that's kind of where arthur starts to see it too starts to see that things are worse than they've ever been and maybe this isn't the same anymore dutch yeah this isn't dutch just do bad one of his fits like this whole time yes (laughs) so joe characters that stood out to you characters we already went over it's like charles and lenny and that was it for me just charles Mm -hmm. and lenny i actually both good characters i really liked the scottish guy he was irish was he irish yeah yeah, his name. he died in the shootout in the town. Right. That was that first kind of. That like, was another right. That was another so scene quick. where it happened, bad. and I was like, I was honestly in shock. I was like, Yeah, you're just like, hold on, what? Oh, the young guy. Yeah, did him like that. It was. It was like it wasn't Seth. He was from no. It was like Red Scotty Dead or Scott Scotty, and he's Irish. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It was was his it name was Scotland, and he's from well Iceland and Greenland. One's green and one's icy. No, shit. What was his? Didn't it start with an L as well? It was like while you guys think slash look that up. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll just. Joe, how did you feel about Lenny's death and how it was handled? Because you immediately just get like gunned down while you're running. Yeah, you're in a you're in a runaway, and he just someone pops out the door and caps him, and your character's like Lenny, no. Whereas like ten minutes before that, you had a cutscene where they kill Hosea and make it this big deal. You know, I prefer like the lenny approach really uh please elaborate sean dude so the, his name was sean i said it was the most an irish name ever so, so i the, said s because i said scotty oh. to drag some to <laughs> foreshadow to a future episode like is it gears three where dom dies or is it gears two we're spoiling gears three as well <laughs> apparently uh, <laughs> it's three i think it's fairly early on in three because he's so, all emo, in the d- but just in general, so just in general, character deaths in gear in like that first Gears trilogy are this big, long, drawn out. Like even like freaking Carmine, they like foreshadow it for like five minutes beforehand. I thought he lived. The third Carmine did, or the second, third or second Carmine. Oh, I knew there was a poll where they asked the fans should Carmine live or die, and they voted. I think it was the alive. third car because I was like Carmine. It was the third game. Died in one, and, he comes and then another Carmine, Carmine died in two, and then finally... Right. So the he's Carmine like a red shirt around. for the first two games. Yeah. yeah. That might Whereas be. in Gears 4, or in the next Gears trilogy, they do things a little more like, bam. Right. Which but I think you, makes it more 
more impactful. Like with Lenny, there's more of that, like that stunned what you know what just happened like wait is lenny really dead like yeah it, it puts you into the character's headspace more whereas something like hosea where it's this long drawn out dramatic deal you've kind of like already processed it in your head so for me so say lenny is dramatic and drawn out or not lenny uh hosea i can kind of see that i think there's a balance and it i guess it doesn't Maybe like a shorter cutscene or or a shocking cutscene, but for me, the way Lenny died is like I didn't even really, like really realize it until characters were like yelling, "Not Lenny!" You know, because it happens so fast, and you're focused on running and like shooting an people as they death. pop up. Yeah, and so yeah. I guess for me, it was less impactful. It was sad because I like Lenny as a character, but as far as making that moment stand out, I feel like it it missed the mark there a little bit, but I do get what you're saying where if you, for one thing, it makes it kind of obvious when you're in this long drawn out cutscene that's targeted on this character that hasn't been acting right for the last however many minutes. You're like, oh, something's something's up here. I feel like, I feel like there's a middle ground for me. I could see, I could see how be like what you're saying about being in the headspace of the character makes sense. I, it just went by so quick for me when Lenny died that I almost did, I didn't I, See, I, I almost didn't even realize it happened until I find quick deaths to be way more jarring and shocking and like harder to process. Whereas yeah. when it's a long drawn out like oh it's so dramatic he's being a hero oh he's been shot but he's still being a hero it's like okay yeah that's why I said it's kind of a middle ground that's like his maybe send a shorter cutscene but but with Lenny just being dropped like Sean like, <clears throat> the way they killed Sean. Yeah, that is. I a felt good like it was around. a good balance because yeah. it's just this cutscene. He's kind of yucking it up. Whatever you're walking around, you can tell Arthur's uneasy, but you know he's things are just. And then you know, Arthur's always uneasy. Though. Then his he's, head is just like he takes a bullet to the head. He's down instant. You're kind of in gameplay. Like it, it shocked me, and I didn't realize yeah. I was going to be playing that fast after it happened yeah. too. Kind of to pick my controller back up. Like okay, here we go. Whereas Lenny being during gameplay. All oh, right, he didn't even get a cutscene. Yeah, and as you're you're just running, he's ahead of you, and mm. as he comes and a car- an enemy walks out of a doorway and shoots him, I mean, when right. I'm running and I'm just seeing kind of characters moving, you're not. As I'm not expecting it. I'm not. And then he goes down. Did he really? Like Joe was saying, did he really die? What's going on? And then characters are yelling, "No, not Lenny!" So, and then you just kind of leave him and keep running. Yeah. And, so you think the shock of it being out of nowhere is good, but you think it also deserves more focus, right? A little in, bit more, like yeah, like I guess it, it deserves its own moment, is what you're saying. Yeah, like even yeah. if it's just a moment. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That makes and sense. And why did Sean, who shows up late, and then is kind of annoying, and then gets his cutscene and his moment. And then Lenny, who you actually kind of bond with and like as a character yeah. and know his name a little bit more. How did Sean die? You're walking up. You just finished, you know, trying to pull the wool over the family's eyes and you're walking down the street, going to the sheriff's office to talk or something. You got Bill with you. you got oh, Sean yeah, with yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the middle of the street. Yeah, and you realize there's yeah. nobody out here. Yeah, we're and just walking. Sudden, someone just pops up. And then, and yeah, boom, someone from a rooftop just like, bow, brains yeah. him and he goes down and the characters and you and your on your couch are all kind of like what just happened yeah and then it instantly kind of throws you in a shootout gameplay yeah, moment yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember and it's that. it's still kind of as shocking and as jarring as like i think what they were kind of going for with lenny but I felt like lenny just went by too quick and with like no fanfare whatsoever 
for for who he was. If they would have killed right. as a semi like main character. Right. If they would have killed somebody else in the camp off that was a little less prominent that way, it would have been oh, that kind of makes sense. And that's just my personal Did the thing old with it. like the lady who ran the camp, did she die? Or did she run away with she left with uh Sadie and all the other women, right? There's one lady I think it's is it the, is it Dutch's girlfriend, or is it the lady that like cooks the food? She, yeah, she's like the older lady who cooks food and is there's always one, yelling there's one at lady you that about Dutch being like an idiot. Blasts in the final camp you're in, like it's his, oh, his girlfriend gets blasted. Yeah. It's his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, she's yelling at him. What about John or something, or just about how he's oh, running the camp? No, because she was well. He's always the redhead girl. Yeah, right? she's always hanging out in his in his tent. Yeah. Wow. That makes sense now. That I was one of those that together. <laughs> I was talking about the old lady who. Cooks. That was one of those relationships that they didn't throw in your face. But if you like walked by Dutch's tent right. at night or in the morning, or when if you went to the camp sing-alongs and stuff, they'd be. She know, was like the pretty redhead who wore the big poofy green dress right. and all that. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing about the game. If you don't take those moments to go sit around the campfire and sing mm-hmm. and dance and drink with the crew and stuff, you miss out on a ton of character development, mm-hmm. character building bonding that like that preacher dude music i have no idea what, what he was doing or who he was i didn't care about him at all going back to the soundtrack that was one of the most impressive things to me listening to it knowing that you could just casually walk past all these and you're listening to it and somebody's right. singing a song or you could walk up sit down and start singing along yeah, with like it. mumble along with it <laughs> And just trying to fathom the amount of time that they put into just recording songs and sing-along parts of all these songs and the banter that would go back and forth in that was so cool. What's me. that song they sing that's basically about a woman's body? Yeah, all the, the guys will sit around the campfire and sing it. I think that song's like on the soundtrack. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's pretty good. We might have to listen to it after. Yeah, yeah. So, I was talking about the old lady though, the right. one who yeah, cooks I don't and think is always died. chastising you for being messy and stuff. I think I know who you're talking. About. I don't. I don't she leaves her with yeah. John's, with Abigail and a few other girls and Sadie, right. like Sadie and Jack. And, yeah, and you help them escape. I think Arthur's like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> yeah, and Dutch is like, no one leaves the camp. Right. So. <laughs> Two beautiful impressions. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. No one leaves. We both have the this end. the same natural talent. Uh, yeah, which is no talent. So let's wrap this the story kind of conversation up with the ending. So you had said earlier you didn't even realize the whole wolf and deer thing that was going on. I And that it was honor based. I realized the bond level between the horse. That was the point where I realized that a lot of the gameplay that you had done, like very small detail well, not even super small, but Fairly small details affected the cutscenes. So first of all, yeah, the bond of the horse. Who got that scene at the end I where Arthur mourns it. over his horse? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we all got that because right. yeah. we're that, all after my first horse died. So that was the saddest hard. death. Oh my in the god, game. Yeah. I almost cried. After my <laughs> first horse died, I got max bond with that Arabian I got, and that was my horse for the rest of the game. So yeah, when it died, he was like my horse, and then. <laughs> like, long like story him. short my horse that's my boy the end so that's oh how no boy that's what happened when goofy's oh, horse died boy. Um, oh gosh <laughs> my horse yuck um <laughs> if there were rails wear it, off them 
it took me a second playthrough of that last mission where you're running around and escaping and fighting right. Micah and all that to realize that it was based on the bond with the horse. Because the second playthrough, I think it just gives you a generic horse. Whenever you replay missions, uh-huh. you don't have your right. same it's not story your horse. It's bonded horse. Right. Uh, so yeah. when I was playing through it and it got to that point, and the horse dies. I was actually, ironically enough, my ex was so involved with watching me play the game that I had played the last mission or his last mission. And uh, she ended up coming back after I had played the the mission and right. wanted me to replay it so she could see what happened. And then which you is had just a testament horse, in itself right? yeah. because she doesn't even play video games. Oh, yeah. And she was like, this story is so good. I want to know what happens. But... I went to replay it and I was like, oh, wait, this is the best part of the whole mission. Watch this. And I just and kept happens. running. And I was like, yeah. wait a second, what? Arthur's like, fuck that horse. I don't care. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I thought that was really cool. Just the, the small details in the whole playthrough of the game affect the cutscenes. And I'm really yeah. curious as to which cutscenes could have gone differently. I think that's the main cutscene difference besides like the end. And Joe, do you know? Like the different endings and what causes them? Nope. I got whatever ending I got. And did you? What animal did like, you see when your Arthur was dying? It's a good question. Animal. I don't remember. Is it like probably a deer? A deer. I, I, or was it a wolf? I don't remember, but I do remember my honor wasn't particularly good. Huh. That's surprising. I well, it, it wasn't into the negative. I was right. going to say, as long as it's but positive. But it, it was, so never, it was probably a deer. So, yeah. It was never like far into the positive to get the like because i remember at the end i think you do get some like different dialogue from people if you actually are like honorable and have like a high honor uh-huh. i remember i didn't get any of that i was very yeah, like things play out a little differently based on your honor i got the ending that was like well you didn't pick either option so you get the blandest ending yeah you chose <laughs> you chose yennefer interest so neither of them want you but so what happens basically is if you have good honor and you what decide not to go back for the money, yes, and you decide to go help John, yes, then you get the quote unquote good ending and you see the deer. Yeah. Whereas, if you have low honor and you go back for the money, you see a wolf at the like when Arthur. Well, and it depends. He's on the cliffside. Your fight right. with okay. Micah. Is different too, because when if you go back for the money, you get into a fight with Micah in front of the cave, right? And if you have good honor, you manage to stab his eye out. Ooh, oh, I would have loved to do that. Yeah, know that. And um, you don't kill him, but you take out his eye, and so that's because that's only if you get good honor, though. But if you have bad honor and you go back for the money, Micah just beats the shit out of you, and it's a really pitiful fight, and like Damn, it's not even that heroic to me. Yeah, that's that well, no, 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 that, I thought it was just because I was. Sick. Well, no, that <laughs> when you get he, the beats, shit he beat beats out the crap you. out of you with good honor if you don't go for the money, but you're out outside on that. Cliff yeah, side. and John is somewhat there, and like it's more, it's more. That's that's what I. Yeah, no. If you go back, end, that's probably the ending. If we you all go back with bad honor in front of the cave, not only does Micah beat the shit out of you, he like beats the shit out of you and you don't even get like a few punches in and it's really frustrating and he like stabs you a bunch of times to kill you like it's really brutal and um but if you have good honor and you go back you manage to take his eye out which is kind of awesome and you know how throughout the game you see 
wolves or you you probably see saw deer but you see like it'll be like something big has just happened and it's kind of a loading screen type thing and you see yeah. the, the like okay deer kind of an ethereal thing animal walking right. around yeah. it's a deer if your honor's good it's a wolf it's if it's bad okay yeah and Actually, that all- so the most recent experience i've had with the storyline was my buddy was playing through it for the first time which was also really fun to watch somebody else play through yeah having already played it knowing what was coming and seeing them play through it i think i watched probably five hours of his entire playthrough mm-hmm. just here and there but that was one thing that when he got diagnosed with tuberculosis the wolf walked in front and that was one thing where i was like oh i don't really remember yeah. seeing that i didn't yeah. necessarily remember seeing the deer but i didn't remember seeing so the your wolf. friend so, was an asshole apparently the way he played honor, right yeah. you're just yeah. killing people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's all based on honor and it kind of affects the ending i, I mean, wonder if the like voices you hear are different too with low honor mm-hmm. when you're like tripping as you're walking down the street that's possible Maybe. one thing that i noticed that didn't get a lot of coverage was if you go back to your old campsites as john afterwards you hear voices in yep. different buildings yep, which have never got a lot of coverage no, and also if you go or not if you go back but you can find the living members of the gang in the world right like certain ones like ones working at a, a general store and i see, found that that yeah. was parson the yeah parson yeah, so you can working. go back and you can kind of find like obviously not Sadie and those that like said, "Hey, we're leaving the area." Right. But some of the ones, their stories weren't wrapped up. You can go and actually find them in the world, and in yeah. in classic rock star fashion, it's not easy for you. You either have to look up a guide or just stumble right. on them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my whenever I I actually went back to Glacier, that whole area of the map, the snow portion. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think I was just hunting maybe one of the legendary animals and ended up stumbling upon the old campsite walking into a room and if you walk in you can hear kind of like the ghost voices of arthur having a conversation with somebody else it was really cool yeah just because i wasn't expecting that i hadn't heard any coverage of it within any easter egg video or anything like that and that's kind of a good transition how did you guys feel about the epilogue it felt too long personally yeah it was it was long it was long and it was the shift after what you had just experienced it was it was kind of like this intense peak with the end of arthur's story and then it dropped in intensity so far that it was kind of hard to just keep playing right and like okay i'm still into this because you were like okay that was a satisfying ending and and you know what happens to john too so you're kind of just yeah I, f- I feel like the John part of it could have been half the length of what it was, and it would have been just as yeah. Because in the first game, you die, and then you go your Jack, and like the first mission it gives you as Jack is go find that dude and kill him, and so right. it's kind of satisfying. You don't have to do anything as Jack. Whereas yeah, with at, this at game, the epilogue, the game, it was I was so ready long. to get my guns back and just explore and right. do stuff mm-hmm. as John. Yeah, it could have ended. Yeah. Just with Arthur. The ending was satisfying as John of the epilogue. It was a yeah. great ending. The scene where yeah. he puts on the gun belt and the, the John Marston hat and everything. Yeah. That was And that was and seeing kind of how how his ranch was he, he kind of 
wins Abigail back a little bit and I mean their even their relationship in the first game, the little bit that they show is kind of bumpy. I think they could have done away with the entire ranch storyline part of the epilogue. Yeah. And it would have been just as good. If they went just straight to John's homestead. Yeah. And started there. Instead of him being instead at of that him other being ranch, the yeah. ranch hand and you're tooting around on this ranch and I there's think another ranch and all that. Like that was all could have just That was kind dropped. of a common complaint that I heard just after the game had come out where people were just why are we scooping poop and yeah you know yeah. riding a horse in a circle it could have easily one part have of picked that up that i did like was the scene in the barn where it's yeah. i think the ranch has been raided and he's got mm-hmm. the double barrel shotgun and he's pointing it at the guy and it's the cover of the old game yeah where it's just that cutscene and gives yeah. you the you can pull the trigger whenever, but you're going to pull the trigger. Yeah. I, don't know, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> See, it could have but. picked up at that peak. Right. Because the intensity would have stayed the same. So it picks up as John in the middle of some crazy shit and it ends and then you're moving on and then you find his homestead after that. And then you're at the homestead and you're doing... So we'll say epilogue, good, little long. Yeah, yeah. basically. And then... For me, at least, I want to do another playthrough and do a bunch of side stuff before Arthur dies. Because even though, like I said, I like John in the first game, it's the same thing as I didn't want to play as Jack in the second game. It's like, even though I like John better than I like Jack, I want to play as Arthur. Like, I really liked him as a character. It's Arthur's game. I want to keep playing as him. and, And it just, it feels weird tying up loose ends as John that you left untied as Arthur. Like, oh, I think a buddy of mine from my camp knew you, and I'm just oh, going to finish doing right. his chores, you know? That was another kind of impressive thing that I thought Rockstar did was you were able to go back however many years later, like five years mm-hmm. later, and pick up some of the same stranger missions yeah, where and- they did a lot of takes of whatever dialogue happened between either John and the person right. or Arthur and the person, or in some cases it was just, you started as Arthur and finished as John. It was, yep. it kind of, uh, I agree with you. They did a good job there and, and it was impressive. It just, it kind of took me out of it. Right. When, right. No, I, I still haven't finished all the stranger missions for it. The, like there are some stranger missions I did as Arthur and I was like, I have to see this to completion and I'm glad I did. Whereas there were some where I they're still on the map as John and I'm thinking oh, I wish I would have gone right. back and, and yeah, done that's these as where Arthur. I'm at. And so next, whenever I decide to jump back in that game, it, I'm just going to restart and I'm going to do a, like a slow, all the side stuff kind of play through as Arthur and do as much as I can before he gets sick and then you know wrap up everything else after that that kind of pops after that. Right. So the other couple of things that I have that I wanted to touch on first one's online. Right now, all of us here have played mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. We've all played grand theft auto online way more. Mm-hmm. What do we think of, of red dead online? I played it a little bit when it launched in beta. I was like, this is fun, but I kind of want to wait to see what it grows into. And I feel like now it's grown into something. I feel like now when you go back, there's actually some loops you can go through. There's some gameplay things. You can play it by yourself if you want. There's some fun stuff to do with a group. 
it's a little less of just make your own fun kind of sandbox. And even when it launched in beta, there was like a little bit of story stuff you could do that was kind of fun. Yeah, we did. Sort John of, and I did all the. I don't, I'm kind of first interested to see where it's going to be in the long term. Right. Like you go back to Grand Theft Auto right now. And right. They're still releasing there's things. There's so much stuff to do. You don't even know where to start right. or what does what or how it links to this. Yeah. Right. I will say I think, the overall experience was lessened by the Xbox I was playing on because playing on a regular right. Xbox One online is pretty choppy at points, especially when there's a lot of players in one area and you're all doing stuff. It could, the performance really would dip pretty hard. So I think. If I were playing on better hardware, I probably would enjoy it more. That's so, why I haven't been playing it too much. Today, mm-hmm. Rockstar announced that Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to PC. I could totally see myself getting it on PC so, for a playthrough on PC. Are you going to play it online on PC? Mm. Or are you still planning to upgrade your Xbox hardware to play? I still plan on upgrading my Xbox hardware, but I would probably, what I would do is I would play online on Xbox upgraded because all of my friends play that. Right. But if I played through the story again, it'd be on PC. So maybe since Call of Duty is doing it and some other games are doing it and PlayStation just said, hey, we're opening the gates to everybody. It's, it's It's a feature now. If they had crossplay, mm. I would probably play on my PC yeah. if they had crossplay because I could expect more consistent, better performance and faster loading times for sure. I play on SSD. Yeah. I'm so. not opposed to that because I think it's it's less about the gunplay in that game. It's different if you're doing a crossplay, right? For if, Call it's, of if it's Duty Call of Duty, or Duty mouse and keyboard right. versus controllers, right? right. But that's yeah, more about. The like you're saying, the load times, the stability, the performance of the actual engine that you're running. It's no pop ins, no yeah, frame exactly. rate drops, that kind of stuff. Better rendering distance, you can see. I, I personally would not get the PC version just because I'm not a PC player. Yeah, I'm much here. more comfortable yeah. with a controller. And well, I just you can don't play have... the PC version with a controller. Yeah, but there's just something yeah, about a console. I'm also where not going like... to dish out that much money yeah. for a new. That's that's platform. the main thing is I already have a gaming PC right. that I'm sitting I built. on the couch, putting the disc in, or just launching the game, and it just everything works instantly, and it's just like there's the comfort of the console. See, experience. I don't play console. I'm a, on I'm a, a very couch. very casual <laughs> gamer to begin with. Yeah, no, right. I'm not the one to dive into a massive role playing game. I'm I'm the guy who played. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, and Black Ops, and then so Grand Theft Auto. Like, that was my... Speaking... <laughs> I oh, you're missing his NBA 2K. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Speaking of this tragedy yeah. that you're... <laughs> if I, no if I loaned you The Witcher, would you play it? Uh, I have it on disc. I probably you would, should. but it would take me about a year and a half to finish. I mean, I, I have it on be... PlayStation 2, so... I mean. PS2. He has it on the second PlayStation as well. If I loaned you my Xbox disc, I could still play it. I would, yeah, I'd probably play the original one or the original Witcher. Witcher 3. It's the Witcher Witcher 1 that was only released on PC. I didn't know that. See, that's how much I know about this. We're shitting on you because you don't know it. Obviously. I'm a nerd. Elitism, anyways. A nerd amongst nerds. So, yeah, the the PC thing, that's cool. It'll be interesting to see. nerf herder it'll be interesting to see what they do what the modding community does because in like gta you could fly around as iron man and stuff on pc it'll be interesting to see because 
Grand Theft Auto just in general has that sillier vibe. Right. Whereas Red Dead is really trying to be more serious. And I mean, they still have those little rock star jokes in the newspaper and the stuff like that where it's like, ha you know, that's, but a, it's that's less a dick joke. But in the storyline, right. right. So it'd be kind of interesting to see what the online community looks like on PC, but I won't be playing it on PC as well. It's yeah. His if, game if PC, I, I built PC, and sold to him. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I had one and I were comfortable with playing on one, by all means, I I know I would purchase it on that platform. But I'm I just yeah, there's... I've dished out for an Xbox One, and that's about all you're getting out of me. Yeah, so. and I have the the Xbox One X, and it it work it runs great. Yeah, it looks great. I don't have load times. Maybe I haven't compared them to anything, but as far as looking and running, I had zero problems. And even when Braden played it on my Xbox, he was like, "Wow, this is noticeably way better." Different. Yeah, than oh, the the cool. base model. So, does anybody have any final thoughts or anything that they that we haven't mentioned that they need to talk about about Red Dead Two? Anything that the that only has to be said before we close this out? Other thing that. I was even remotely thinking about touching on before I got here was the difference in kind of like the silliness aspect of the storylines that you were mentioning earlier between between like Grand Red Dead Theft and Auto Grand Theft Auto, and Red, yeah, kind of their two flagship mm, franchises, right. yeah. Which I would not consider myself to be a serious gamer by any means. I play very casually, right. and I just enjoy a good storyline. Which both Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead have. You also enjoy a good sandbox that you can just be stupid in. Right. I would say Grand Theft Auto is almost along the lines of like a Tarantino movie as far as like it's it's right. just a dark comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I get that. mostly comical. It's got some really cool dramatic themes it's to it. It's extremely satirical. Right. The, the they're gonna real put world life Emelins. invader as the name of their off-brand right Facebook and like all of the car brands are washer for their yeah, yeah exactly. some right. kind of yeah like anis i think is their toyota right it's like <laughs> right like you know what i mean yep. so that kind of stuff and the it's way more in your face where no karen is toyota i think red dead has yeah. like i was saying yeah. red dead has subtle jokes and stuff mm-hmm. like that in their universe but it's not yeah, it's not verbose. in your face. Right. Like hey, it's almost making an fun Easter of this. egg yeah. at the, that point. The Toyota FJ Invader is not that like all terrain SUV that Toyota made for a while. In GTA, is called the Karen HJ. Like it's the <laughs> most. It was the BJ or it's BJ. <laughs> yeah. I think right. yeah. something obvious. Yeah. yeah, it's all. It's just so. It's all low hanging fruit. Yeah, right. exactly. In Grand Theft Auto, yeah. right. which I I think kind of ties into the same aspect of if you're playing red dead it's for somebody who's gonna spend the extra time letting the characters develop and playing the storyline it's a 60 hour playthrough taking it slow and getting into the world right appreciating the horse physics right yeah exactly (laughs) like so much better than the witcher by the way if you do play the witcher get ready for terrible horse (laughs) experience just run everywhere yeah like in skyrim i will say after playing red dead 2 the witcher's world felt tiny and i could run everywhere without i don't know about feeling bad about it it felt a lot smaller. But I will say that going back to any other game with a horse or open world exploration, exploration like I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey simultaneously kind of with mm-hmm. the, with uh, Red Dead, 
and I get on the horse in Odyssey and it just feels so floaty and clunky and yeah. pedestrians are just automatically jumping out of your way and if you hit a tree or hit a person, nothing happens. Yeah. I really yeah. liked the boulder mechanic. Oh, if you yeah. run into yeah. a boulder, you're flying off. Yeah. In Red Dead, you <laughs> smack a person, you're running through the street too fast, you hit a person, they die, you're wanted, your horse fell over, yeah. your health dropped, right. shit goes down. You're covered in mud. <laughs> yeah. But um it, it's not that the world felt tiny. It's just when I played The Witcher before playing Red Dead 2, I felt the need to fast travel everywhere because I didn't want to to spend the extra three minutes running from point to point. Right, or riding your horse. Yeah. But after playing Red Dead, I was like, oh, it's only a thousand steps away. That's nothing. Whereas before yeah. I played Red Dead, I was like a thousand steps. Where's the nearest fast travel sign? Like, so yeah, cause it was a change of perspective. Red Dead forces you to... Yeah, there's not really fast ride your horse. You gotta ride there. Enjoy the world, and yeah. I mean, yeah, you're you're committing to live in that world when you play that game. Pretty much, Joe. I got nothing. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't remember Red Dead Two all that well. I need to play it again. I remember. Yeah, I might Red get it on PC one fairly well. Like, did you play one more than once? Yes, I yeah, it see, at I've least been itching twice. to go back to two and and give it like a slower playthrough. Maybe that's what I'll spend my Christmas break doing. Play through one before you play through two. I think it's what thirty, maybe three. Sure. Yeah. Play through the if first. If you focus the main story, you can get through one pretty quickly. Yeah, it's just Mexico that was one of the best, best ideas I had. That's probably what I'm going to do. One before. after finals. I'm gonna binge one. I think I finished one. Brayden's gonna like come down the stairs all bowling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, boy. <laughs> I'll binge through one and then I'll get two on PC and binge through that on Christmas break. And then yeah, be calling everyone boy and girl. Partner. That caps. was another cool feature in Red Dead 2 that we didn't really talk about is the whole you can just interact with any NPC. Yeah, Even if it's simple, just cool. being like, hey, or screw you, you know? Like, right. That was that was a cool little feature. You had that. that. You Not could, to the same extent. No, but they... You could just say, what's it. up? You'd be like, yo, how's hey. it going? And if you were Franklin, they were like, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Spider-Man kind of had that too, where if you walked on the street instead of swinging through the city, you could interact with people and high-five with them and stuff. Oh, that's and, funny. I never did that. Yeah, I, it, I think there's like that, a, a trophy or, two or Spider-Man 3, like, hey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, three. Dance yeah, where he's yeah. doing the jazz fingers. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Well, Sam Raimi. we don't have any cool outro or goodbye yet, so everybody just say goodbye awkwardly. Okay, goodbye awkwardly. Yeah, good goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, not the breeze. Thanks, uh, thanks for that. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, kill it quick. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>